Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Hey, Courier Nation. It has been nearly a week and a half since we wrapped up the final episode of the 31-Day Courier MBA series. Did you miss me? I'll be honest, it was kind of a relief getting a break from the daily episodes that I was doing for that series, but I got to say, there's also something kind of addictive. I kind of missed it, so I'm glad to be back. Now, it was addictive enough that I started recording some short one-and-a-half-minute business tips, so every weekday I'm putting out a biz tip of the day, and you can go check those out for by searching for Entree Courier on YouTube or on Instagram, and there you can find the biz tips. Shoot me a note and let me know what you think of any of those. You can email me at ron at entrecourier.com, or you can find the link to this episode in the show notes, comment on the post on our website for the episode, or click on the contact page at deliveronyourbusiness.com. And from there, you can even email me or leave me a voicemail message. One other thing is, if you haven't signed up for our Courier Nation motivation email, every Monday morning we send out a kind of a a little motivational email that uh, hopefully gives you a little bit of a boost to start your week and also gives you a recap of what we've been doing on the website and on the podcast. So Courier Nation, this week I want to talk a little bit about the question, can you be profitable using your bicycle when delivering for DoorDash, Postmates, or Uber Eats? Kind of was spurred on by this by going out uh, this last week and uh, trying out the uh, bicycle mode that just popped up on DoorDash. I put up an article uh, yesterday on EntreeCourier.com so you can read a little bit more about it there. But you got to ask the question, does it make sense to use your bicycle for deliveries? And, you know, here's the thing is costs for using your bike are dramatically lower than using your car. So is it profitable? Can you earn as much on your bike as you can in your car? So let's talk about using a bicycle for deliveries. You know, the first question is, does it make sense? And and honestly, there is no all-encompassing answer to that. There are so many factors to figure into that equation. It starts with your market. Are you in an area which is really spread out? And if so, using a bicycle may be a little more inefficient. And, and unless you're one of those guys that can just really ride fast, you know what I mean? But if you're in a congested area, you know, a densely populated area, especially in a downtown area where parking and slow-moving traffic are just a major issue when you're using your car, a bicycle can be a much better way to go. Weather, of course, is going to be a factor. You know, rain, snow, those can make a difference. But I'll tell you what, uh, you now I live here in Denver and we got a lot of people, they do bicycling year-round. Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anybody because we don't want to get too crowded around here. But the winters aren't nearly as bad in Denver as a lot of people think. But anyway, that's a little bit of an aside. But, you know, sometimes you can dress up to compensate for the weather. You know, another thing that can make a difference is your level of fitness. And, uh, you know, personally, 
I like to dally every once in a while on doing some deliveries on my bicycle, but I am slow and uh, I'm not in as good a shape uh, for especially longer trips and things like that. So, you know, for me, a four mile delivery could take 25 minutes and some people can do it in probably 10 to 15 minutes, you know. So, so th- those are all things that you have to think about. One thing uh, that you want to think about on your bicycle is, you know, examining the cost savings using your bike. One of the messages that I just drumbeat and I preach is that your car costs a lot more than you realize to operate. You know, so many people think only of gas expenses, but when you figure in all of the costs, including your depreciation, your maintenance, your fixed expenses like licensing and registration, all of those things, the best you're going to do is probably about 25 cents a mile. And most of us are going to be in the 30 to 50 cent per mile range. And here's the thing that you got to remember about uh, doing delivery work is it's your actual earnings or your profits, not the money coming in. Uh, Let's face it, a lot of couriers are making very little money because they're putting so many miles on their car for the dollars they are earning. And so reducing costs makes a difference in your profits, maybe as much as bringing in more money. And bicycle delivery can be a great way to do that. You don't have a lot of the costs. You don't have the gas. You don't have really as much of the depreciation on your bike as you do with a car in most cases. Uh, You don't have uh, some of the the taxes and uh, registration costs and some of those things. So there are some things where a bicycle does make a difference and it can be cheaper to operate. Now, one thing is that you want to be real about the cost of using your bike. I think there's a tendency to go too far in the opposite direction when you're comparing bicycles and operating a vehicle. I can't tell you how many articles that I see that, you know, they want to make a comparison and how much do you save by commuting on your bike. And they go into great detail of all of the costs of operating your car. And it's kind of like they're building up a straw man or something so they can knock it down. But the problem is, is they don't go into the same kind of detail about using a bike. And that the approach isn't consistent. And so they insist that your car costs a lot more than gas. And they go into a lot of detail, but they don't do the same thing with your bike. You know, one thing that you've got to remember is that using a bike isn't going to eliminate car costs completely. Because, you know, unless you totally do away with your car, you completely ditch the car and you completely replace it with a bike... And for some people, a lot of people, that might not be practical practical to do. But if you're not doing that, if you still got a car that you're using, you still have insurance costs, you still have taxes, you still have registration. So some of those comparisons are maybe a little bit disingenuous, you know. Some of those comparisons are not the most accurate. The reality is your bike does cost you money to operate. There is wear and tear on your bike. And... uh with the car, just like with a car, it's probably more than you realize. Now, here's the thing you got to realize is bike components, they tend to be more fragile. You have more likelihood of things just breaking, you know, based on, you know, all sorts of things that could happen. Your bike tires, um, they wear out a lot faster. And really, when you take it into account, the cost per mile on a bike tire isn't a whole lot less on a bike than it is on a car. You've got things like your chains, your chain rings, gear cassettes, brakes, the bearings, wheel hubs, all of these things that can wear out with the miles, and they will end up having to be replaced, um, especially if you're doing a lot of miles on delivery. You'll have to replace those more often. 
depreciation is still a factor. You know, and I know some of that depends on what kind of bike you've got. You know, if you're buying a fairly new bike and you paid a thousand, two thousand dollars for it, you know, your bike loses a lot of value right away. Now, depreciation on a bike isn't tied to miles in the same way that a car is, but you know, um, some of that depends. You know, if you're just using a beater that you got off a of Craigslist or something like that, depreciation isn't as much of a factor. But there are costs involved with using your bike. And depending on your ability to do the maintenance and repairs yourselves, you know, you're going to still be looking at probably 10 cents a mile. Um, if you're just doing a really, really cheap bike and you're just going and buying a new bike instead of replacing parts or not a new bike, but, you know, another cheap bike, you know, you start out with a $50 bike and then you replace it with a $50 bike when the parts wear out, uh, your, your cost might be closer to maybe five cents a mile. If you've got to have a bike shop do the replacement on all the things, you might be closer to 20 cents a mile, you know. So I would say a good rule of thumb is your bike is still going to cost you maybe around 10 cents a mile to operate. That's more than I think a lot of people realize. So that is something that you've still got to take into account. Now, the other thing that you got to consider on your bicycle is that there are opportunity costs. Using a bicycle can limit your earnings potential. You know, obviously, you've got less storage capability. And uh, now, uh, I tell you what, sometimes I'm kind of tempted to get one of those big cargo bikes or something. And maybe you could haul a lot more that way. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with the algorithms for these delivery companies that when you're on a bike, they're not going to let you have as big of an order. And they're not going to let you take as far an order, far away an order. Uh, they're not going to give you things like sometimes the pizzas or some different things like that. And you might be more limited to the low-cost orders, which means your tips could be lower. And so there are all of those things that you got to take into it. And for me, maybe the greatest cost factor, at least when I'm using my bike, is it, it has to do with opportunity cost. It has to do with – here's what I mean – I don't live in an area where bicycle delivery is efficient. So when I do use my bicycle, I've got to get that bike to a more densely populated area. And so that means either I'm going to ride it, and that time that I'm riding the bike, I could be spending doing deliveries if I were using my car, or I'm sticking it on my car and I'm driving it downtown and there's still some of that commute time that could be used more for deliveries along the way. And then there's also going to be some vehicle costs then that, that's still going to be there. And uh, usually I've got some parking costs with it. So there are some costs involved, at least for me, getting my bike to where I need to be. Now, if you're living in an area already where you can just get out there and, and deliver, that's maybe not as much of a factor. But here's the other thing is, I can get into maybe four or six hours on a bike delivery before I'm starting to wear down. And then I'm toast, you know. Uh, the, the rest of my day is pretty well shot. So that means that there's limits to the opportunities there if I'm doing bike deliveries. You know, I'm going to do a few hours. I'm not going to get as many hours in. And um, and here's the reality is, I'm, I'm slow as could be on my bike. Um, and that's going to limit, you know. It's going to slow down my efficiency. It's going to mean I can't get as many deliveries in in the same amount of time as maybe somebody who's a lot faster. So there's a lot of things like that that you've got to take into consideration. 
Now, these are all things that can be very different for different people. It depends on where you live. It depends on who you are. You might be a lot faster. You know, 20 years ago, it'd be a different story for me. You might be able to go for a lot further. And so these are all things that you've really got to weigh into when you're making that kind of a decision. Now, my personal experience using a bike is, here's the deal. I'm a bike lover. I love tinkering on bikes. The nonprofit that I worked for before, it was bike-oriented. That's what got me kind of sucked into working for them. And uh, I've got a garage full of bike parts. I finally cleared out a bunch of them because I just don't have the time to tinker as much. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm excited right now. I've got an old vintage Trek road bike frame that's uh, – I, I can't wait to get that built up and to get out of riding on it. But, you know, the other thing is I'm kind of what they call in the cycling world a, a Clydesdale. That's a term that they use for somebody – actually, I'm what they call a super Clyde. You know, it's, it's a term that they use for larger riders. So, you know, it's obvious I don't ride quite enough because I'm big enough guy that I'm kind of rough on my bikes. But, you know, for me, when I go out on my bike to do delivery, it's not as much about being profitable. And it's more about just having fun on my bike. And I can combine something that I really enjoy doing with that occasional opportunity to make some money with it. And so my profit per hour is not that great when I'm doing bike deliveries, especially when I take into account the commute time. And uh, if I were to throw that in, you know, probably a lot of times I've been below minimum wage after you kind of figure those things in. But, you know, when I'm out doing deliveries on my bike, I'm not as worried about that as much. I wrote more about this in an article that I posted yesterday, but I'll put a link in the show notes about this. I mentioned this in the introduction, but yesterday I posted that I had finally got out and I tried out. DoorDash just came out with a bicycle mode on their app. DoorDash was not a bicycle delivery option in my market until very recently. So I went out and tried it out and uh, actually a little more enthused about doing bike deliveries. And that's probably one of the things that prompted me thinking about doing this episode. And, you know, so here's the deal in my market, you know, Grubhub doesn't offer the option. Uh, Uber's dispatching is horrible for bike delivery. And uh, it, it seems like they forget that you're on a bike and, uh, you know, you, with Uber, you've got to have a separate account for doing bike deliveries than you do for car deliveries. Postmates, they've got a great option there that's like what DoorDash is now where you can toggle into bike delivery, but they just aren't busy enough in my market to make it a real great option. Now, you can multi-app, and now that DoorDash does it, I think the the opportunities are far greater, and when I went out, you know, just for a few hours, but it really worked out nicely. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, one of the things that you can kind of think about uh, is, um, is e-bike maybe an option? You know, yesterday after I got done with doing some deliveries on my bike and I stopped, but there was a big e-bike store on my way home. So I thought, oh, I'll stop and take a look. And I probably spent about an hour test writing some of the different options. And folks, I can see myself getting a fat tire e-bike, you know? it's It's got me a little tempted. Now, I have to admit that the bicycle purist in me is conflicted here. You know, it's just, uh, it's not the same, right? But I'll tell you what, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand on those e-bikes that most of those, it's not just like getting on a scooter where you just kick in the throttle and away you go. Uh, it's more like an electronic assist 
and it's it's more like you've still got to do a lot of the pedaling and a lot of the work, but you've got a motor that kind of kicks in. And uh, I'll tell you what, going up hills, it was so much easier. And uh, so I don't know. I might think about that. Yeah, because that's the kind of thing that could kind of shorten the commute into downtown. It could speed up my delivery times. I'm not sure that I could cost justify it by making enough extra money to pay for it, but it might be fun enough to think about. You know, I think about the times that I do bike delivery and ultimately, to me, I think it has more to do, it's less about the business when I'm doing it and it's more about just enjoying the process. And, and maybe something in that is a lesson that I need to learn on the rest of my delivery life. But it's something that I kind of more just enjoy getting out there and doing it. I could see doing it maybe even more. But um, I think for everybody, that's got to be a choice. So thank you, Courier Nation, for tuning in to uh, this week's episode. Now, coming up in the next few episodes, I think we're going to start talking a little bit about each of the four major players in the on-demand food delivery world. Let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages of each of them, and we'll spend a week on each on Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Now, I had thought originally about starting with DoorDash, but you know, I think I want to wait until their pay model, their new pay model drops and see how that goes before we touch on them. I would expect that within maybe the next couple of weeks, they're taking their time rolling that out. I know, but uh, we'll wait on that just a little bit. But next week, how about, let's talk a little bit about Postmates. That's kind of like the little brother for a lot of people. Now, I'm probably going to mix in a couple of interviews in between some of those, uh, depending on what comes up here. I've got a couple of people that uh, are talking about, thinking about doing some interviews with. So we'll see how that goes. But that's kind of the plan for the next probably four to six weeks is we'll talk about each of the different delivery apps and with maybe one or two interviews mixed in. Now, if you've got any ideas of anything that you would like discussed, shoot me a message. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the show, go to the deliveronyourbusiness.com website, click on the contact page, and there's a microphone there. You can click on that and you can actually leave me a voicemail message and we could feature that message on a few future episode. In the meantime, Go check us out. You know, we're all over the place. If you go to deliveronyourbusiness.com, that takes you to the podcast page of our entrecourier.com website. And so you can check out previous episodes there. And of course, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those major sites. I put a link to the Courier MBA. And so you can go check out that 31-day Courier MBA series we did where, you know, we applied different business ideas to our delivery work. You can click on the blog and get up to date on some of the other posts that we've been doing, keeping up on some of the changes that have been happening in our industry. And on the homepage, we've got links to some of our social media posts. So you could go look us up on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And on all those platforms, you just have to search for Entree Courier, and that'll get you to, to our pages on those areas. Folks, I want to ask you a question. Is any of the content we're putting out there helping you in any way? Is there good information in our blog or in our podcast episodes? Do you think that any of this information can help anyone else out? If so, could you spread the word, please? If you could share us on social media, tell other drivers that you know about us, or even leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, that kind of stuff helps us get found. And if more people can find us, we can help more people deliver on their delivery businesses. I want to thank you. And finally, one thing that I ask is to go out there 
Take control of your work, your career, and your life as a delivery professional in the gig economy. Go and be the boss. Oh, 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 o